This is Paradoxical, the podcast about the psychology behind big success in small business. I'm your host, Steve McCready, and today it's just me. All right, so I want to begin with a story, and this is a um, an old Zen story, uh, parable, I guess. And you may may or may not have heard it, but it's going to set the stage for what I want to talk about here. And it goes like this. Um, so there was once an old farmer, and he had worked his fields for many, many years. And uh, one day, his horse ran away. And his neighbors, uh, they commiserated with him. They're like, oh my gosh, what awful luck. How how sad, how unfortunate, they, they said. And then his response was, we'll see. And then the next morning, well, the horse returned and uh, brought with it three other wild horses. And so now the neighbors were all excited. Wow, how amazing, how fortunate. And the old man said, well, we'll see. So then the next day, the farmer's son attempted to ride one of those wild horses. And well, he got thrown from the horse, broke his leg. And again, the neighbors, because these are apparently very opinionated neighbors, uh, expressed their sympathies. You know, oh, how unfortunate. What bad luck. And we'll see, said the farmer politely and repetitively, apparently. <laughs> and then the next day, the village, um, well, some, some visitors came in, we'll say. Uh, they were military officers and they were looking to draft young men into the army. And well, since the farmer's son had a broken leg, of course, he could not be drafted. And so he got passed over. And so again, here come the neighbors. Oh, you're so lucky. Your son's not going to have to have to join the army. And the farmer, of course, as you can imagine by now, just said, we'll see. So I really enjoy that story because I think it just does a very nice job of illustrating the problem with either or and does so in a nice artful sort of zen way so uh, makes it cool and a good intro to what i wanted to talk about here today because this is a thing i see really all over social media primarily but in general out in the world too right this is a byproduct i think of the one increasing polarization but two just the nature of social media and its focus on small quick snappy Right. And that leads us to simplify. In fact, to oversimplify. This thing is good. This thing is bad. Do this. Don't do that. And while that has the appeal of being really clear, really simple, um, appealing, I think to the part of us that really wants there to be a good guy and a bad guy, a right and a wrong, the problem is that that's just not an accurate way of representing how most things and most people are. So there's really a few core problems in my mind with either or. One, like I said, it's just rarely accurate. Few things are good or bad. Uh, Many, if not most things, have aspects of both. Sure, it might be primarily good or primarily bad, but I think when we make it and we simplify it like this, what happens is we lose a lot of nuance, we lose a lot of detail, And in that is actually where I think the more deeper, powerful learning is and where the ability for us to bring our brains and our um, our higher intelligence to bear on it gets lost too. Because when it's just do this or don't do that, that really takes away any sort of assessment, any sort of um, like really looking at the situation and you know, in this case, if you have these goals, this is an approach that typically produces good results. But these are some exceptions. Or, but if you're looking for this, or if you're coming at it from this place, 
you might want to look at it a little bit differently because that doesn't necessarily work. And I mean, humans as, as a general thing, we do struggle with holding uh, ideas uh, in our mind that are, or thoughts that are conflicting or contradictory um, at the same time, right? We tend to go one way or another. And it's really though an important practice, I think, for us to have, to recognize that, again, often it really is a both and, or there are at least elements of good and bad, et cetera. And we have, I think, really lost that practice in a lot of ways or don't do it as much as we might have in the past because of, again, social media and all the polarization there. And um, that's a real problem because it is in that nuance and in that ability to see both sides or to see, not really both sides because sometimes there isn't that, but to be able to see the conflicting ideas and the conflicting perspectives and to find a space to hold and look at both of them, that's where the ability to build a bridge exists. That's where the ability to be creative exists. That's where the ability to find new, unique, and innovative solutions lives. And I'll tell you, in the years that I've been here on the planet, there has never been a time where we were in greater need of innovative, creative, new solutions than now. So I'm not going to turn this into so much an anti-social media thing, just really wanting to illustrate some of the fundamental limitations in it and uh, some of the importance and value of longer form creation. And that could be video, it could be you know blogging, it could be articles, books, et cetera. It just really allows us to get into that greater depth and nuance. And for you on a day-to-day -day practice, like what do you do about this, right? How do you deal with it? Well, uh, number one is be mindful, recognize that it's there, recognize that when you see these things being painted as black or white, that that's rarely accurate. And start asking yourself, well, are there exceptions? Uh, what are cases where that might not be true? What are cases where that might be the other thing? And start looking and exploring. And that's a practice that you can do that's a form of perspective taking, essentially. And doing that will help you to see things in a more three-dimensional fashion. Uh, another fun thing you can ask yourself is this question is like, you know, they say this thing is good. Well, what are the circumstances under which it would be bad or what would make it bad? And again, the inverse and doing that helps you start to find more nuance and more, uh, more dimension to it. Here's another example of that. Let's say you're experiencing something as a problem as bad. And it's not to say that you should turn that around or dismiss that. Because if you're experiencing it that way, there are absolutely going to be aspects of it that are, and it might even be primarily bad. But once you let yourself have those feelings, it can be useful to look at what might be good here. Is there an opportunity here? Notice how I'm saying might and is. I'm not saying that there is, because sometimes there isn't. Often there is, but really the key is more finding a space to go and look and go, what else is here? And really explore a little bit further. So I'll give you an example of a recent experience of mine that relates to this. So I, this was a few weeks ago now, had gone to Denver for a business trip. Um, this was to do a workshop and some drop-in coaching um, with a group of founders um, who were all connected to AVC that I, that I do some work with. And so on the way back, well, really both ways, as anyone who's flown lately knows, Flying's a little challenging right now. 
And so both my flight out got delayed, but, um, but so did my flight back. And in both cases, it was like, oh, here's an unexpected delay. Here I am stuck in an airport. And well, um, sure, I could be annoyed about the fact that I'm stuck in this airport and it's not where I want to be. And it's not that I wasn't <laughs> annoyed, but also I was there. I couldn't really do anything about it. And so I could either be pissed off or I could say, is there an opportunity here? Is there a possibility for me? And in both cases, there was. Um, on the way out, what I did is I used that as an opportunity to review my presentation, to uh, share it with a couple folks, get some input, and to make a few tweaks um, and a little polish it just a little bit. And that helped me to feel more clear and confident about it. Also gave me a chance to practice it. So I think that did help with the quality of the workshop that I presented. Now on the way back, I didn't have anything like that to be working on. I mean, I guess I could have like checked email or stuff, but it was late. I was tired from a few days in you know traveling and it was just not, not in the space for that. Um, pretty much everything in the airport was closed. And so there was really not a lot of that I could do there. And so what it gave me is a space where like I'm stuck I don't have a whole lot of energy. I don't have a whole lot that I can do. And so I sometimes struggle with giving myself permission to relax and to do things like to read or, you know, do just like fun things like that. And so this was a great opportunity to grab a novel that I had and just spend time reading it. Cause what else was I going to do? Sit there and be pissed off about my flight being delayed? Again, a, a natural sort of feeling, but not a terribly useful one. And so it was like, well, okay, there's not a whole lot else I could really do here. I'm tired. I'm stuck. I'm going to read and really just embraced doing that. Found a, a place where I could be comfortable, uh, have some peace and quiet, put my earbuds in, listen to some relaxing music and read for a couple hours. And it didn't make the delay painless, but it sure made it a lot less painful than it might've been if I'd been checking my watch every five minutes focused on like, are we going yet? Where are we going? What's happening? When the hell can I get home? I was supposed to be home hours ago all of which would have just pissed me off more, right? But again, it's not like those things weren't true, right? There were absolutely problems. It was absolutely frustrating and challenging to be stuck when I was supposed to be on my way home, looking forward to getting home, getting a good night's sleep in my bed and all of that to be stuck. That, that, that sucked. That was definitely bad. Um, and the opportunity to have some peace and quiet and space to myself where I could just read and really give myself permission to do that was good. So not either or, it's both and. I mean, another example related to that is the, the doing the, the workshop that I did because as an introvert, workshops are a, a mixed bag. I appreciate the opportunity to be of service to a group of people at once. That can feel really powerful. This is a particularly engaged and fun group. I knew a number of them from an event I did last year. And so I was really happy about the opportunity to be able to do that and to connect with them and to support them. But at the same time, being on stage, engaging in that form, engaging in a one-to-many sort of situation is tiring for me and it's definitely draining. And so it's like the workshop's both good and not bad, but it's, it's, it's got an upside and it's got a downside, right? And so it's, it's really a mix of both. And the reason that's important is to take that and look at what you do as far as things like planning and long-term planning. I'm not someone who could be doing workshops every week, let alone every month. Like I'm probably, I could probably do quarterly a couple times a year is good, but much more than that. And it really is impacting to me in a way that offsets the good. But it would also be easy to get caught up in saying, well, you know, I'm an introvert and workshops just aren't my thing, but that's not really right. 
It's finding the right dose. Because there's a lot of things that at a certain dose or certain level are good, but past a point become bad, right? There's a saying in toxicology, right? It's the dose that makes the poison. Um, I might be getting that wrong. If I am, I'm sure some toxicologist will send me a note and let me know. But you get the idea is it's, it's not, the thing itself isn't inherently bad. It's at a certain volume it becomes bad. And so that's true for any number of things, right? But people would like to tell you like, oh, donuts are bad. And like, I'm here to tell you that, I mean, I'm no nutritionist, but if you have the occasional cinnamon roll, you're probably fine. Sure, if you have them for breakfast every day, you're not gonna be fine, but that's different, right? So again, good, bad, not so simple. And I probably beat this particular drum quite enough. And so I'm gonna stop, but what I really again hope you will take away from this is the idea that it is often, there's often more to these things than we are shown or told or than we tend to initially think. And one of the keys, if we want to grow and be able to become more impactful and more powerful, to be able to find new ways of doing things or to expand our world and, and what we're about is to be able to look outside of our default interpretations. That's good. That's bad. That kind of a thing. And to start to go a little bit further than that and ask, well, where would it be good? Where would it be bad? That kind of thing. So while I could keep you giving you examples, I think the point has been pretty illustrated. And really the takeaway I would want for you is to just not take anything that is presented as good, bad, this, that, as just don't take it at face value. Go a little bit deeper. Are there exceptions? What makes it good or bad? What would make it the opposite? Do that sort of exploring and digging because that is where you're going to find spaces you didn't know were there for you, spaces to expand your thinking, to find a different path or a different way to do something, to engage, to live, to be. And that's going to help both your life be bigger, but also you to be able to approach business and how you're doing business in some different and innovative ways. And so to end things on a little bit more of a, a fun and lighter note, I'm going to give you a movie recommendation that actually does have some connection to what I've been talking about here. So the movie, which you may still be able to find in theaters uh, where you are um, here in Sacramento, I know it's still out. And uh, my partner and I, we saw it at the Tower, uh, our local um, indie movie uh, place. Although this one's gotten more of a major release, which I think is great because it's such a good movie. Uh, so the movie is called Past Lives. And without spoiling anything, essentially it uh, is a movie about uh, two people whose lives intersect at two very different points in time and examines the relationship and I think questions of you know what could have been and what might have been and all of that. And it's really a really interesting movie. It's the um, the acting is really well done and it's a complex story that at the same time I, I really appreciate because of its complexity because it really looks at how complex relationships can be, especially when they play out over different contexts and different periods of time and how they're not one thing or another thing. And so this is, a, I think, a, a different sort of illustration of this idea. Um, but you could you can explain this in black and white, but you would miss everything and really miss all the power and impact of it. And it's just a really, really interesting film, thought-provoking. Again, the acting is great. And so highly, highly recommend it. That's Past Lives. Go check it out. 
All right, so that's it for this episode. I am going to be back next week, I hope, assuming I can get the episode done and, and together in time with another interview for you. And this is one that involves a fairly radical career pivot, at least if you look at it from one perspective. But then again, from another perspective, it's not really a pivot at all. And that's all I want to share about it. Uh, but if you tune in next week, you will be able to hear it and hear the story. It's a really interesting story, and I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. And then before I let you go, one small favor to ask. If you're enjoying the podcast, I would love for you to share it with one person who you think would find it interesting or helpful. Um, that would be great. And if you're not enjoying the podcast, I would love to hear from you directly. Send me an email. Let me know what's not working for you. What would make it more interesting or valuable or uh, a more worthwhile listen for you? So yeah, would love to hear your feedback. And until next time, keep moving forward.